welcome back to the Side Talks podcast. Happy to be back. I don't know what I'm doing with my voice right here. I don't either. You, your, your jaw is kind of clenched. Yeah, it's like uh, I've got Palm Beach jaw. <laughs> Palm Beach lock jaw. How are you today, Corey? I'm, I'm doing great, Rachel. I'm happy to be hosting this podcast, which is about movies and is the official podcast of the Sidewalk Film Center and Cinema and Sidewalk Film Festival here today with you. Oh, I think yeah. that sentence hang, hangs together. Well, I am Rachel Morgan. I am the creative director for the Sidewalk Film Festival and Cinema. If this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, what a weird intro. <laughs> what a weird person to listen to I would be if I had Palm Beach Lockjaw. I think that if this is the first episode <laughs> that anybody's listening to. <laughs> They've already jumped out of it. We've got, we've got a lot of explaining to do for a lot of uh, things. Anyway, let's uh, let's not explain. Let's just talk about movies. Let's do it. What's this shit? I was very polite. That was polite. I was polite. I yeah. wasn't. That wasn't too terrible. I appreciate. I didn't. You know. Hey, it's we're we're getting into you know final exam week. And, oh God, um, we you're getting into final exam week. Yeah. What you got? Another two. Like two and a half or three. Well, we're at the end of a semester, so either way, I'm trying Ugh. to be kind. I'm trying to be kind. Um. Yeah. I, I see the light at the end of a tunnel, but it's still a long ass tunnel. You know what happens to the light at the end of a tunnel at the end of a semester? Is people want to stand in front of that light. They want to block that light from me. I'll tell you what happens to it is it is dimmed when I stay indoors for several weeks screening movies for the Sidewalk Film Festival at the end well. of the school year. Even that looks like a better light than the life that I'm looking at right now. But you know, nobody needs nobody's here to hear about my hard times. If I if I want to I'm happy to bitch into this microphone. Bitch and complain, I'll call Delilah. Um, <laughs> we're not here for that. I'm here to bring you a film and you're gonna try to guess it. All right, let's hear All right. it. And I think you're going to guess this one really quick, y'all. I think Corey's going to get it really fast, everybody. And so will you, I bet. So uh, there are a couple people. They're in a room. The room has a bunch of seats in it, um, mm. some American flagish type, you know, sort of stuff on the walls. And they're having a conversation. Um, they're, the room is empty, but clearly it's a room that would normally be filled with a ton of people. Uh-huh. And it's a young man and a young woman. And not too young, but but fairly young, and and um, they're sort of they're clearly dating, right? And they're having an argument. And I've entered the scene in the middle of the scene, so I don't know exactly what they're arguing about, but I do know that clearly the young woman thinks that this young man has made a bad decision, hmm. and she's saying things along the lines of, "You and I were salespeople. That's what we do. We sell." And there's a little sort of back and forth. the The dialogue is crazy terrible like nobody has ever spoken these words before as a matter of fact the gentleman says to her after she's kind of uh, berated him a bit he says uh, jump into my nightmare the water is warm Hmm. or the water is just fine or something like that jump into my nightmare the water is warm yeah nobody's ever said that ever and then there's some kind of talk about um you know so i can't be honest she says i'm like i can't be honest and he says i would prefer loyalty it's just a, a lot of back and forth in this okay. way. And then if you haven't gotten it yet, uh, you know, here we go. She, she's, I think you're going to get it soon because she then says something along the lines of, you know, I'm not a sensitive person. I don't cry at movies. We are not sensitive people. We had an agreement. We had a, you know, we had a pact. And then he goes, you know what? I think this is over. I'm going to huh. break up with you. And she kind of gets upset and begins to tear up. And she's like, wait, what? I've climbed the Mount Kilimanjaro or some bullshit. And I, I can make this work. And he kind of says to her, no, it's over. Shit. 
She looks to him for some consolation. He's like, it's going to be okay, and hugs her, and then she backs up, and this is where I think he might get it. Uh-huh. She then proceeds to punch him in the face, sort of gut him with her knee, and you know he keels over. I am shocked that you haven't gotten this. I'm, I bet a lot of our listeners at this point have gotten this. I really don't really know what this movie. is. I froze up. I'm going to tell you okay. who's in it. And don't you're don't tell me who's in it yet. Okay. All right. What what era are we talking about? Is this the 90s? Mm, I don't uh, really 2000s? remember. I think this is 90s, if I'm remembering correctly. Sam, is this 90s? Is that right? Yeah, Sam's going to be a thumbs up. So I am correct there. Okay. I was I was stuck in a completely different era. Yeah, it's 90s. Um, so we're talking. I feel like I could give you another detail about the room that would let that maybe is better than telling you who the actor is because the a... actor is okay, yeah. straight to it. Yeah. So there's NFL propaganda on the wall, the American flag stuff. At first, I kind of read it as a, as a room that was like a political kind uh-huh. of maybe a campaign room, but it is indeed like an NFL kind of maybe press room or something. And I'm actually Jesus shocked Christ. that you're not getting this. Are you shocked? Is everybody shocked that he's not getting this now? Yeah. This is wild. Do you want me to tell you who the actor is now? I mean, is this Jerry Maguire? You got it. Ding, 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 ding. You got it. I didn't have to say Thomas fucking Cruise. You got it. But it was getting close there, Corey. What happened? What happened right there? I've only seen Jerry Maguire once, and it was more than a decade ago. It's tough going. So I really don't have any memory of this movie beyond the the clips that everybody knows. I mean, that's that's true. Like, it was one of the movies... When I got kind of, and this is going to be a depressing sentence, but like when I got into movies, I was like, yeah, I got to see all the movies by Cameron Crowe. So I watched all the movies by Cameron Crowe and like Say Anything and Stingles and Jerry Maguire were in that like wave of like, okay, sure. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good movie that I don't feel the need to like treasure. And I know that the Say Anything bit of it offends you, but we already talked about that in this podcast. Did we argue that? Yes, or we we had an argument about it. Sam, can you make note that we may or may not have argued say anything, and if we haven't, that I would like to please see. I put myself myself out here. I come to the microphone and I say things like, "I don't freaking like Shawshank Redemption. I don't freaking like." Tom Hanks. I think these people are overrated. Uh-huh. And you kind of back away because you know that say anything is beloved. I well, say anything is sort of beloved. That. You don't want to you don't want to be disliked. No, I'm I, fine being what disliked. I'm saying is I like the movie just as I like Jerry Maguire or I remember whoa, liking whoa, hold these on, movies. Wait, what? But, you like Jerry Maguire? Sam? Wh- okay, can I finish my sentence? I don't know, can you? I don't remember why I liked these movies because I saw them once thing and I thought, yeah, it was all right. And I put them away and never revisited them. Now, Almost Famous and then again, God for- forbid me, forgive me, Vanilla Sky, those are my Cameron Crowe movies. So those are, you- are the ones that I've seen a bunch of times. And then everything past that is, you know, nothing. Is your sentence finished? <laughs> my sentence is finished. Um, so, because I, I, you, I, you had me at, you had me. Oh, uh, yeah, it's I'm a reference here? to the movie. Yes, you had me at Jerry Maguire's good. That's a good movie. I'll put it away. So, you think Jerry Maguire's a good movie? Can we? I can't articulate any reason why I think that's the case, other than I thought it was pretty good when I saw it as a fucking teenager. Okay, I don't so know. I need you. I need you to quit watching Shawshank Redemption for the five thousandth fucking time <laughs> on on four K Blu Ray, and just go revisit. Well, there is say a, anything or Jerry Maguire, and come tell me what you think about these films. There is a Jerry Maguire four K. I believe oh I God. should probably so, check that so down. dust it off and put it in your your state of the art 
art equipment at home and let's let's counter this discussion. All right, okay. I, you know what? This is possible because I do own say, both can you of those just movies. Watch I, Say Anything because I feel like you probably aren't going to like it, and then it would give me something. I'll probably to, watch I, Say Anything and be like, "Yeah, that was a good I movie. We'll see, I, we'll I see. think it's perfectly we won't, we good." We won't know until like you I try. When I fucking watched it the first time, we don't know until we try. This is somebody who will sit down and be like, "You know what I did this weekend? I watched every fucking Sopranos, but I can't get you to watch a ninety-minute fucking film." Just saying. Just I, saying. I mean, The Sopranos rules. It does. I'm not. I'm not. I would never argue Sopranos. I'm rewatching Sopranos now. I am about halfway through season one after three months. I'm just saying that's something you came in. And you're like, you know what I did this weekend? Check that off the list. All right. So just right. a 90 minute here or there. I'll put it on the list. What's what's the say anything runtime? Really? It's like it's very short. Yeah, it's like 94 minutes or something. Put it on the list, please. But Jerry Maguire, good movie. That's what we came down with, right? Put Jerry Maguire on the fucking list. You know what? I wanna I wanna dropkick that little kid. So now it's time for a segment of the podcast called Phone a Friend, where we do just that. Phone a friend. Hello. McBrobro, I'm so happy to hear your voice. <laughs> hey. I have to tell you, I need some estrogen in this room right now. Oh my god. Oh, really? yeah. oh she's so heavy? persecuted. I mean, we argued we argued dad movie Shawshank Redemption. You know where I fall on that. Okay? And uh and all three of the guys are like, Ooh, this is a good movie. And then Corey said Jerry Maguire's a good movie, and I just I'm so happy to hear your voice. Yeah, I'm taking some really radical viewpoints here as you can hear. Uh, I mean, oh wow! I'm so glad I could help uh, defuse the the bro heaviness of today's. <laughs> Thank you. Recording. I needed it. I needed it. So, what <laughs> have you been watching? If you come with Jerry Maguire, we will. I'll pass out. I will pass out. That would be such a coincidence. But uh. um, okay, well, it's not that. It is kind of a a bro centric movie. But um, speaking of coincidences, actually, I kind of wanted to talk about all the coincidences around this movie and me right now. But um, we just watched both of the Weekend at Bernie's movies. <laughs> oh, hell yes, you did. <laughs> I've never seen I either of these things. Love you it. haven't? No. What a great premise. Just okay, out like, the okay. gate. Oh, it's so good. But like, okay, before I even get to the movie, just like, speaking of coincidences, this thing has just been completely prevalent everywhere in my life for like the last month because, um, okay, so earlier this month, Bradford Thomason, local well-known filmmaker and I were discussing Weekend at Bernie's just randomly and we kind of had a good point which is okay for the Zoomers of today who didn't see Weekend at Bernie's on TNT their entire childhood um what do they call the concept of this like you know faking that a dead body is alive by tying strings to his hands and like walking around with it like that doesn't we call that the Weekend at Bernie's effect (laughs) but like what I, I mean, I don't know anybody that doesn't, but, like, what does a kid today even, do they even know what that is? Like, is there a nouveau Weekend at Bernie's? I know there's Swiss Army Man, but that's not, like, as prevalent as Weekend at Bernie's. You know what I mean? No, yeah. and so, it's not exactly I, the same either. It's not like you can do the Swiss not. Army Man where you can do the Bernie, you know? You can do the Bernie. So, I, and then, okay, I can so then, find out the answer to this, but it will take some time because school doesn't start again until 8 a.m. Yes, you, you have a homework assignment, Corey. Describe the phenomenon of Weekend at Bernie's, then that would be great because I'm so curious. Like, what did they even know? Is it or is it still Weekend at Bernie's? Is one of those things like it has prevailed the generations because it's like the best description of that phenomenon. I'm putting Um, a note in my phone. (laughs) Okay, so then, okay, so we were in Houston. Tony found, which I sent you some pictures from here, Rachel, and I think you like them, but um, the National 
Museum of Funeral History. Oh, I did love this. Which is a fascinating place. And, I mean, we got to see the wristband from Michael Jackson's funeral. We got to see um, Dave Thomas's, um, like, funeral, uh, what you call it, brochure or whatever it's called. Um, Yeah, it was great. But they had a whole section where it was old-timey photography, a whole exhibit on old-timey photography where people prop up, you know, dead people and take pictures with them. Oh, they they were doing the Bernie. Yeah, and they even have a section where you could take one yourself where you could, you know, <laughs> one person could stand and you could sit in this chair and there was little head prop-up things that would prop your, you know, dead lifeless head up. And oh, so we obviously took those pictures and I called that the Weekend at Bernie's section. But there was no actual mention of Weekend at Bernie's. It was just like old-timey photos. Yeah, missed opportunity, um, really. Okay, and then, like, literally the day we were at that um, museum – we saw this news story. I don't know if anyone else saw it, but it, it kind of came out the early earlier this month, the first week of this month. Some rapper guy in D.C., um, let me see, I don't want to, I think his name was called Gunu, and he was shot, and he died, and um, a, his, for his funeral, they rented out a nightclub and propped him up on the stage oh with the crown God. on throughout the whole, like, party. <laughs> what? And, yeah, it's real. You can look that up. Goo D O O N E W. May he rest in peace. But he did get like a final night out. And um, so that story came out like while we were, you know, had been talking about Weekend of Bernie's and going to the funeral museum and had, the, you know, the whole thing. So you okay, have to so wonder, then, Lisa, like, did you bring this about? Like, you know, you have no, to, you really, really have to ask, like, is this stuff you're conjuring? You know, right? are you responsible right? for his death? I know. And baby. then his night last night of partying while not alive? And see, did, at that event, did anyone say, hey, you know, this is kind of like Weekend at Bernie's? Like, I don't know. I don't know if they referenced that or not. Well, and you um, know, there was this really, I, I dare I mention it, because it was in poor taste, and I don't think that SNL could get away with doing it now. But you know, there was a an SNL skit that was Weekend at Tupac's, <gasps> where people oh. dug Tupac up and drug him around because, you know, it was cool and he, they could get a lot of sort of, you know. This what was this is it with white people making fucking inappropriate Tupac jokes right after he died? I don't know, but it was clearly the Wild West for that right after he passed, right? Like right after he was yeah. killed, everybody was like, Tupac is somehow fair game. And when I say everybody, I mean just every white person. Um, <laughs> and yeah, certainly SNL, which I think at that time, you know, probably wasn't an all white cast, but majority rules there, I'm sure. And they thought that was a good idea. So I have to um, look that up. I don't recall that. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I it, they might have tried to scrub it. It's definitely out there. Somewhere oh, really? There. I wonder why. <laughs> anyway, not to interrupt. Oh, this one didn't age a, well. Not to interrupt this. Uh, <laughs> you doing the Bernie here, okay, Lisa? Well, let's hear more. The coincidences get even crazier. Okay, so we then I had a work trip in um, sort of pseudo work pseudo fun trip um, in the Virgin Islands last week, and. Jet setting. Somehow, Weekend at Bernie's came up again, and we started talking about it. And we well, you were at that the beach, one- right? You were at, you know, you yeah, were in a tropical yeah. setting. We were. Well, it came up, and then we um, we were talking to a friend of ours hadn't seen it, so we decided to watch it. And only then did we discover. It's like I had seen them as a kid, but it had been so long, you know. And so only then did we discover that the sequel, the second one, is shot literally filmed on location in St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands, which is where we were. Yes. So I was like, yeah. yeah. So we were Kismet. in the movie. Kismet, as they it's say. It's crazy. We were like, we've been talking about this movie off and on for months, and here it goes. We're in the place where it was shot. We I, we were at the same airport and saw like a lot of the same stuff, and even the um, you know, and at both in real life, um, and in the movie at both the airport and the hotel resort, 
there's live music playing and like, you know, it's like a festival carnival vibe. Well, both of those things were true in real life and in the movie because they need it in that case because that's how Bernie moves is, you know, through the voodoo magic and he dances and stuff. <laughs> so it's true. They got that all right. And um, and then also what was that crazy gree -gree. Is we have had lunch at this like resort place right next to this dead hotel. And upon further research, we discovered that that dead hotel is the hotel that the weekend Bernie's was shot at, which is so. And now it's dead. Unbelievable. It's like Listen, I, did you take the, did you take this opportunity to say to anybody? You know, the reason we decided to come here was because we seen weekend at Bernie's. I really wish well, you we, did. We did not see. It was such a surprise. Like we didn't discover it until we were there. But now, and it was like the last day, and we were about to leave. But see, now what I really want to do is I want to try and make a Weekend at Bernie's tour. Like, next time we go, oh, great I idea. want to set up a tour and get one of those safari taxis and, like, go around and say, and this is where they did the snorkeling, and this is the bank they went in, and this is the police department. Because they shot on location. So, I mean, I really think a Weekend at Bernie's tour of St. Thomas is a viable idea. You know, Don't I, th I think that's... That. I just invented that. Just I think now. it's Maybe a great idea. Think. They do it for Twilight and Forks. They did it. They, they did it for years in Savannah for Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. I would love to see oh, the bus. Yeah. I would love to see the little tiny little short what? bus that people buy tickets to to get on to do the weekend at Bernie's. You know, the, yeah, little, you the could tour. Have and you could have windsuits that match the one that Bernie wore. I just think there's a lot, a lot here with this idea. You know who you should talk to about this is our friend. Our friend Lisa, Nancy Tran, because oh, if anybody yeah. who's listening to the podcast happens to know Nancy Tran, well, then you know that she has purchased a giant cake that she jumps out of. She, that's a she's starting that business. She is start, she has I bought anyone a, could jump out of it. Is it always she, just Nancy? I, she she off, she offers her services there. You can okay. you can pick your own person. Um, okay. and, I think I think she suggested that Kathleen jump out of that cake. Yeah, while she, singing. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Opera. That's yes. right. Um, she also has a 1980s era limo that she will that you can rent, and she then has a golf cart Rolls Royce, um, and so <laughs> she has a VIP package which stands for very important picnics. So I feel like you know th her yeah, entrepreneurial right. lean would really go this direction. I think you're right about that. But okay. Yeah. Can can we can we put a pin in this until I determine if Gen Z actually has any awareness of I think, weekend of I think Lisa's good to go. I think go do, ahead. Do you, do you not think, think that matters? I, I don't think it matters. I think go ahead and get the business license. Well, I mean, I guess Gen Z doesn't have any disposable income for tours That's anyway. Right. You're not right. going to the Virgin Islands. No, they're not. Yeah, yeah. We're getting the millennials and the Gen Xers that, that remember Bernie in real time. Yeah. The graphic Reading design the for this for this endeavor is just, it's running through my head right now. And the possibilities are really good, endless. Right? <laughs> I know. And just in the music you can play, and you can all give everybody a Walkman that mysteriously works underwater, and just like all kinds of stuff. It's just so many good possibilities. So, um, yeah, okay, Corey, if you haven't seen these, you just have to because they're, yeah. they're so stupid and they're so 80s, 90s ridiculous. But, I mean, you know, like it's like cult classic kind of thing. Like they're so absurd and it's so ridiculous that they exist that, it's, you know, it's good that they exist. Um, which is better, Lisa? Which is better? One okay, or two? I, okay. See, it's kind of a little bit of an apples and oranges thing. I will say a disappointment in the first one is that um, Bernie Lomax, Ber titular Bernie, he is alive for 45 minutes. Like, it is almost Whoa. halfway through this movie before he's I had he's no idea. Dead. I had forgotten yeah, that. Yeah, same. I had forgotten that, too. And when I watched, we kept being like, when's he going to die? Like, when are we going to get the, the real Bernie action? What an so unfortunate 
thing to do to your audience too. We're all waiting for them to kick it so they can. <laughs> Wait, drag you think that people around. were there opening weekend at weekend at Bernie's? I like, absolutely do. Get to the dead part. Yes, because they didn't market yes. this thing as come see live Bernie. They marketed <laughs> yeah. it like and they were going to drag this corpse around. So let's get fucking to it. It's like Fifty Shades get of Grey. How it. long do we have to watch to get to you know, see her get swatted? I want this to happen you know. now. <laughs> I think they probably learned from the mistakes because like in the first one, he's alive for real for 45 minutes and then he's dead. And then all this funny shenanigans ensue and he's, you know, he's, they've got strings tied to his arms and he's being propped up on boats and ridden around, you know, things happen. But in the second one, they decide, you know what, we need to make this even more ridiculous. And he gets, um, spoiler alert, he gets voodoo enchanted. And he, but <laughs> the guys that do the voodoo enchantment, they mess it up. They're supposed to use a chicken. And they had a chicken, but they lost it. So they get a pigeon. Because they were actually still in New York at the time, because that's where his corpse was. So it picks up right after the first one ends. Um, People got paid. So anyway, for this. they use the pigeon, and because that it kind of messes things up, and so the voodoo doesn't reanimate him entirely. It only reanimates him when music is playing. So <laughs> you get whereas in the first one, there's just like strings tied to him, and he's propped up. In this one, you get him like fully dancing, just you know, as like a zombie man with no. You know, real, no real. I mean, he, all he can do is sort of like move his, you know, his crotch. Oh, we know the Bernie. Just, Everybody knows the Bernie. Bernie. Exactly. So that's why I think the second one probably is, you know, I think more renowned and more successful because the because Bernie has so much literal movement in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, and so, I mean nobody wants to wait forty five minutes to get our corpse. I know. We're ready. Yeah, we want to go straight in. to corpse. Yeah, you, people came for the. So people it's like stuck around after Nobody the wants to wait for this. Minutes. Come on, just bring it. Uh, yeah, the first the people who stuck around in the first one and found out he did die, then had so much fun that they were sure to come back the second time because they knew he would be dead right off the bat. You know. And What's then, the name of the dances, second one? We get at Bernie's too. That's yeah. it. Yeah, there's nothing. The there's no like mannequin on the move. Like no, unfortunately. That's that's but a, apparently. That's a Okay, I do have a fact about that. In 2016, a third film was announced, <gasps> Weekend at Bernie's 3, colon, The Corpse Awakens. Uh, <laughs> oh, so that one somebody that make that movie. A24, are you listening? And they so they the already made Swiss Army Man. That's what I'm saying. It's just one sidestep over. <laughs> the production did not get past the development stage, but the script is readily available online and is a firm favorite at Fan Table Reads. So uh, there's apparently a script. So I haven't looked into that, but you know, yeah, if somebody could just make that real quick, the corpse awakens makes it sound a little spookier. I feel like I feel a table read coming on. I feel yeah. like we haven't done that in a while. I feel like maybe Sidewalk Twenty Twenty Two. It's just the right vibe for a little <coughs> weekend at Bernie's yeah, Three. Yeah, play the, the corpse awakens and do a table read for the third. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah, let's talk, Lisa. <laughs> I mean, you know, also maybe we just do a weekend at Bernie's tour in Birmingham and just you know. Yeah. We could set up we little could. scenes or something. We could get props you know, from the movie. Had a, um, Tony had a good idea that they could do a total reboot of the franchise and make it a gritty reboot. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. I don't see why not. It but, could get it could get dark really, really quick. When you get out of the eighties, see shit was fun then. You get yeah, shit out exactly. you get shit like this out of the eighties and it gets dark real quick. Super dark. So I think that's um, a good idea. I think there's a lot of good ideas coming out of this whole thing. Um well, we are inspired. Oh, and then I just want to point out a couple of tiny little notes. Um, in the first one, I did not remember this, but Bernie's girlfriend gets with him as a dead man. Oh, 
ouch. See, this Woo! is this is what you're saying. In the eighties, this plays yeah, far different that's than fun. it plays exactly. now. In the, so 80, silly, in the eighties, and- Sex of the Corpse was fun. It was fun. Time that's, is that's really, gotta be the name of the episode, right? <laughs> time is really is really fuck with us. Hasn't it? Really has. Um so yeah, so uh it's I, I think there's a lot lot to go off here. And my 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 final thought though is I guess not really for Corey since he hasn't seen it, but I mean he still knows these actors, but who is your fave? Jonathan Silverman, who plays Richard in the franchise, or Andrew McCarthy, who plays Larry. You know how I love that little tiny mouth Andrew McCarthy and his yes, little bitty face too. and his little bitty I features. <laughs> I love oh, him so, so much. Love Big him so shirt. much. Me yes. too. Oh, I knew it. I knew that's who you'd pick. I knew it. Of I knew course. It. I need my brat mm-hmm. packer. I need my boy. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. he's not he's also he's just one step away from my man, Emilio. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> just one step. Just one little step I mean, away. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Silverman can't be too many steps away from Emilio, but you're right. Andrew's, like, right there. He's right there, yeah. I mean, we could probably find Emilio right now just, and you know, drinking coffee at some coffee shop in L.A. and probably, you know, flipping through his bumble or something. But <laughs> but why not, you know, why not just, you know, get even quicker route is just through Andrew. Andrew. Right. Uh, yeah, agreed. Such a cutie. Such a cutie. Yeah, you knew the answer to that, Lisa. Also, you I know, knew, I knew, I knew. He's just, insane, almost fire, which you know, oh, gorgeous, love it. Well, thank you for bringing us these two films, not one but two. Yeah, double header so, and potentially a third with uh, via table read. That's right, two <laughs> films and a script. We appreciate it. <laughs> and then a potential future endeavor with Nancy Tran in St. Thomas, where we go around to all the best sights and sounds of the movie when you hang up i need you to call and go ahead and file the business license and get this cornered because we don't want to lose this opportunity to somebody else who's going to snap it up i mean somebody's going to hear this next week and be like shit well if they're not going to do it i'm saying they're already on a fly right now yeah yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna look at website domains right now please (laughs) weekend at bernie's tour.com usbi dot tv dot tv <laughs> just go with the dot edu i don't see why there not go. Dot go. all right lisa we'll talk to you later dude thank you for bringing us these of course bye, bye. thanks for listening to this episode of side talks we're your own Personal, cinematic, Chick-fil-A, and satanic church. <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going at What did first. you think I was going to I do? thought you were going to contrast Chick-fil-A with some other chicken restaurant. I could have done that, but, but, you know. This is better. It's better. I feel like those are two really kind of good, fun rivals. Um, yeah. That's that's what I brought you today. I'm the, the Chick-fil-A, obviously. Also, I love this fact about Chick-fil-A. And I don't... Uh, somebody needs to fact check me on this because this was definitely just something I heard in passing. But you know how everybody talks about how efficient Chick-fil-A is yeah. and how what a good job they do. And mm-hmm. They bring this up all the time in like these business meetings. Like, it's a model to look at. I heard or read somewhere that it is actually no more efficient than anything else. It just has the appearance of being such. Hey, I mean, that'll get you talked about in important business meetings though right perception so is reality that's what you're going for said by Imelda Marcos that's right anyway thank you for listening to side talks uh, they're very efficient at Revelator Coffee and that's not a just a aesthetic choice no I get my coffee there frequently and quickly and it is delicious 
So thanks to them and thanks to Batwall Studios and thanks more than anything to you for listening. Sidewalkfest.com. Come see a movie with us at the Sidewalk Cinema. Bye. Girl, bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.